0: everybody, it's Weirdo Magnet, this is Kelly, I'm flying solo today, it's Saturday evening, and I'm kind of just doing a test podcast, Um, test slash, this probably won't even be recorded, Um, I'm prepping for another one, and I'm learning about some software, so anyway, um, what can I tell you, it's been a busy week, fall is almost here, which is cool, Um, my front yard looks like it got dug up with a backhoe because it, in fact, did get dug up with a backhoe, and, uh, my basement had flooded several times over the last several years since I've lived in this home, and in March, we had the end-all, be-all flood. Uh, we were missing a boat and some animals, but other than that, it was pretty bad. Um, I had to call in the reinforcements, also known as my insurance company, which I was adamantly trying to avoid because we all know that when you have to involve the insurance companies, it doesn't usually work out well for you, but um, had to be done, and I got lucky, and now the basement's in pretty good shape. Um, it kind of actually looks like a room, and I'm going to try to keep it that way. And um, I'm going to, because of that, I have a storage room, like where my laundry and stuff is. So I'm trying to contain all my random crap that I need to store down there just in that one area so that I can actually have a nice uh, rec room area, as it were. Um, Currently, I have a treadmill down there and some other miscellaneous items that I have purchased for my own home gym use, although I am an avid gym goer. There are going to be times when I like to work out at home. So I'm doing that. And um, I've been doing that as an ongoing project. Uh, I find for myself, if I just go ahead and set a deadline and call somebody to pick it up, then obviously you have to get it done. So that's been working out pretty well. And, um, what else can I tell you? Um... I'm going to pause for a second while I figure out what I want to talk about, really, besides my random basement hold. Okay, everybody, I'm back. Since the original um, goal of my Weirdo Magnet podcast was to read stuff I've written and force myself to be writing more, um, I think that's what I'm going to do. I found this little essay that I wrote once upon a time about Paul Newman and Robert Redford, Um, because my dad was a big fan, and he introduced me to them. And um, I haven't read this thing in a long time. It might be terrible. It might have been a first draft, but we're going to find out. So I'm just going to read this thing that I wrote. It's called Newman, Redford, and Quinlan. I was first introduced to Paul Newman shortly after my parents divorced. My dad took me and my brothers on Sundays. And what do you do with three kids? Watch Paul Newman movies, of course. Back then, that meant going to the local video store and getting a few movies on VHS. On what was to be several Sunday viewings of Newman and Redford movies, we started with a classic, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I was about eight, and my dad asked me had I ever seen this movie. I said no, and when he asked if I knew who Paul Newman was, I again said no. Up to this point, my favorite film was probably a Benji flick, which of those, I had seen many. My brothers and I settled in front of the TV to catch a glimpse of Butch and Sundance. It was a life-changing event for me. Some of the dialogue maybe may have gone over my head, but I loved the movie anyway as it was so different from anything else I'd been anything else I'd seen up until that day. And the fact that my dad liked it gave me all the more reason to enjoy it even more. I liked watching him enjoy it, and even though they were bad guys, their charm was infectious. Despite the dark ending, it was certainly a more lighthearted movie than the one we watched the following week. Sometimes a great notion, about a family-owned logger business. Dad sat next to us and explained all the different chain and handheld saws in the movie and what they were used for. Sidebar, if you're not familiar, my dad was a arborist and a tree trimmer, so that was his profession. <clears throat> Paul Newman was the quintessential man's man and a woman's man. One look at him in his heyday, and that's pretty clear. And uh, now we have a quote from the movie from Butch and Sundance. Butch, who was played by Robert Redford. I'm sorry, Butch, played by Paul Newman. You know, when I was a kid, I always thought I'd grow up to be a hero. Sundance kid. Well, it's too late now, Butch Cassidy. What do you have to say that for? You don't have to say something like that. I was at a post-funeral luncheon at the Elks Club for my Uncle Joe when I learned about the death of Paul Newman, and even though we never met, I loved him. But what I love about him had little to do with his good looks. I love to watch him act. He's one of the great ones. Able to act in a character role, and his adherence to privacy allowed the movie viewer to believe whatever role he was immersed in. Even in roles like Hud, where the main character was... Let's face it, a bastard. When played by Paul Newman, he was still likable. And in an age where Hollywood marriages last about as long as a trip to the local drive through it was amazing he was married to the same woman for 50 years. Long before charity seemed like a publicity stunt, he decided to give back and never sought out attention unless it was benefiting other people. An amazing actor and a great philanthropist, He will be missed. He represented all that was good in the world, and we are all better for having him in it. It seemed that Paul Newman lived his life with gusto, joy, and adventure. I admired him. He was one of the rare celebrities that are worthy of admiration these days. He shared his gifts with the world, and when he felt like he'd acquired enough, he started a charity for sick kids. The Butch Cassidy and the Hole in the Wall gang camps, 100% free for the kids and their families. Who does such kind things now? Not many. Celebrities are now empty, shallow people who are more obsessed with taking their latest selfie and exude an aura of self-centered, vapid lives that no one cares about. My enchantment with celebrities has greatly diminished. There are very few I admire, and even fewer, that I aspire to be like. Paul Newman was one that I admired and also aspired to be like in his generosity, his humor, his grace, and his dedication to his family and to his craft. The saying goes something like, For those who have been given a lot, a lot is expected of them. No one wore that moniker with more grace than Paul Newman. And another quote from Butch Cassidy. The famous, when they're on the side of the mountain and they're contemplating their big jump, Butch Cassidy. Then you jump first, Sundance Kid. No, I said, Butch Cassidy. What's the matter with you? I can't swim, Butch Cassidy, after a crazy laugh. Are you crazy? The fall will probably kill you. Anyway, so if you haven't seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, please do. It's an amazing movie. It was um, produced by George Roy Hill, I believe, and it was might have won Best Picture. It came out in 1969. Um, yeah, the rest of this is just off the cuff. I'm just kind of trying to see what I can do with, um, I think I need to go back and revisit this Newman and Redford piece. Cause we didn't really cover any of Robert Redford's films and barely any of Paul Newman's. Um, but he was just phenomenal. And th- those two together, it was pretty cool. The uh, legend goes that when they were filming, butch and Sundance, um, Paul Newman was already a star, and he had to fight to get Robert Redford in the movie because he was kind of an unknown. He'd done a little Barefoot in the Park play and movie on Broadway with Jane Fonda. Oh, we got Mr. Bell in the background with Scout here. Anyways, and so he, uh, Redford wasn't very famous at all, and so the studio wanted somebody else. And then Paul Newman met Robert Redford and said, no, I want that guy. And then they immediately had a rapport and a good chemistry together, and so after like the first day or two of shooting, um, they called Paul Newman to the set, and they said, "Hey, maybe we want someone else because this guy is pretty good looking, and up close, he's getting as much close-ups as you." And um, Newman said, "Hey, the the more handsome he is, the better I look." He was a smart man who knew how to um to work the talent around him, and he obviously didn't have so much of an ego that he wanted to push Redford out, and that led to a lifelong friendship. Robert Redford has been on record in interviews as saying that that movie is what propelled him into stardom. So they only went on to star in one other movie together, which was The Sting, and I believe that came out in 73, and they played con artists together, and then they'd always intended to work together again, but they never found the right vehicle, and then... Sadly, uh, Paul Newman died, so that never got to be. Um, what else? Oh, Mr. Bill is being gutted as we speak. His head is, oh, sad. Okay, I'm going to stop. Hold on. However, I, I'm back. Um, I would say Paul Newman's probably top three, or top. let's do top three iconic films for Paul Newman are... The one we just mentioned, Butch Casting the Sundance Kid. Um, The Hustler, where he infamously played a pool shark hustler, and he goes up up against a pool pro named Minnesota Fats, played by Jackie Gleason. And his third most, this is arguable, I mean, you could probably do 10 top iconic Paul Newman movies, but for the sake of this podcast today. We're just going to do the three and I would say the third one would be Cool Hand Luke where he is a prison inmate and um, he spends the whole movie fighting against the establishment and somehow becoming a cult hero in jail. Um, Funny sidebar to Cool Hand Luke, my cousin Shannon and her husband Ed they at one time had a big projector in their basement and on Friday nights they'd have family movie nights with their daughters Twin, twin girls, and um, so they invited me over, and the rule was that we sat through the kid movie first, then the kids went to bed, and then the adults watched a movie. So the first time I come works out great. We watch, I want to say, Labyrinth with David Bowie for the kids, and then they go to bed, and then Shannon and Ed have not seen Butch Cassidy, so we sit down to watch that. We're having some drinks. Everybody loves it. It's so great. Blah, blah, blah. And of course myself, I'm so excited to introduce new people to Paul Newman movies that the next week when they invite me back, I come back and I'm like, have you guys ever seen Cool Hand Luke? Nope, nope. So I'm like, great. So we start watching Cool Hand Luke. About 45 minutes into Cool Hand Luke, Shannon pauses it and like practically has tears in her eyes. And she says, is he ever going to win? Is he ever going to win? And I'm like, He's winning at every turn. Isn't this amazing? And she did not agree. And consequently, we finished the film. But I was asked, I was not asked back for a movie night. That got me banned for movie night for showing Cool Hand Luke to them. So it doesn't always work out. But, you know, he's a really great actor. Nobody argues that. But he does do a few certainly dark Less than sunny movies, for sure. Um, I don't really think I have too much else to say, so I'm going to sign off. I will be back soon with another episode of Weirdo Magnet. So um, I hope you've enjoyed my rambling. Hope you've enjoyed your weekend. And um, that's all I got for you guys. Talk to you soon.
1: Bye.